Sullivan testing the Portuguese. You know, I like to be fit and healthy, so the best way I know is to just get out there and run. Running was an outlet for me to, I guess, feel good about myself and, and take out some of the angers that were going on in my life. Sonny O'Sullivan is going to take the world title back to Ireland. Ten weeks of planning and coaching from Sonny O'Sullivan all culminated last Sunday in the best imaginable conditions at the Antrim Coast Half Marathon in Larne. Today, on the show, we look back at the sights and sounds from an epic day of running with the Queen of Irish Athletics herself and our two team captains, Neil Fusco and Ashling de Maison. Well, it all began on Saturday with the hottest ticket in town, the Endurance Running Seminar with the best coaches and athletes. It took place at the home of the man behind the race, who you'll remember from last week's episode, James McElroy. Well, the last time we spoke to James, it was on the podcast. We were talking about getting our bibs in the post and all the rest of it. And now I'm here at the seminar with James and Ruth, who was in the other room, who you wouldn't let me say that you were the man behind this race because it's very much a two-person team. Correct. So Ruth does important things and I do the chatting. (laughs) James comes up with the ideas and I'm left to make it happen. You have an idea as well. So did you get your bib? I did get my bib. That was, was, I won't lie to you, there was a fear of God turned when when you all said, we haven't got our bib. So I did text the registration. He said, no, no, I haven't sent them out yet because everybody loses them. I was like, oh, lovely. All arrived, everyone's happy. Got everything I need. Well, what I will say is the weather's going to be very good. Um... You'll have to leave Ballygally Castle Hotel quite early. Right. That's the only thing I uh, would say. So with, I think they're leaving. You'll be leaving with the Elite, but you're going to another hotel with Joe Pavey. Very good. So you'll enjoy that. Have a cup of coffee before the, the big good. event. So I'll jump on a, is it bus? Yeah, yeah they'll be, you just, just follow the follow the leaders. That's follow, what I always follow do. Follow the skinny just, people. Yeah, correct. <laughs> <laughs> correct. But you should have, you have no excuses. You were half an hour late tonight. So <laughs> that, that yeah, I'll be there. I'll be ready. So, and Ruth, but, are you going to just be happy when this is all over? Um, I won't lie to you. Yeah. There is a little bit of that yeah. that creeps in. It, it is. You're, you're a bit... You're a bit um you just want everything to go well. So until yeah. it's over, you, 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 yeah. you're you just anxious that everything goes as you plan. Yeah, so and uh, less, you want everyone to have a good day. Yeah, it's less that you want it behind you, but you know that once it's over, it's been done well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I think the work is all done. We had, a, we had terrible issues with, obviously, Hailey's visa and maybe five other visas, which, which got cold. But we did get a couple of guys in at the last minute. It's all looking very, very good. In the mass race, in the elite race, everything's, the weather's going to be decent. So now it's just flick a coin. Yeah. And the after party's going to be good. We'll have a, we'll have a drink. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, look, I'd say it'll be hard to grab either of you tomorrow. So look, yeah. You'll find this. me later in the evening. I'll be in the corner <laughs> <laughs> trying to get caught up on my sleep. We'll, we'll be cheering you on, Jonathan. Yeah, we, yeah. Yeah. I will look forward to it. I can't wait for the whirlwind to descend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And really, the buzz that's here already is fantastic. So congrats on getting this far. Oh, thanks, thanks a lot. Thanks Looking a lot. And thank you for supporting us. As you heard there, unfortunately, Haile Gebre Selassie's visa didn't come through and he couldn't make it. But our four competition winners, Seamus McAteer, Kira Cullen, Noel Carr and Jan Corcoran did. I don't know what was happening over the last week, but the mood seemed to shift, certainly in my life. And in the last week or so, I just reframed this whole race and I felt like that was happening in the group for an awful lot of people. And Jantastic was fully on board with the idea. So the first thing I said to you here, Jan, was that I've kind of come to the realisation in the last week or so that 
I shouldn't beat myself up. I know I'm going to run other halves. You've run so many of these that uh, am I right in getting to that point in my head where I'm like, I'm just going to enjoy it? Yeah, and I think as I was saying that what we do is is we're our own worst enemies. We put ourselves under so much pressure to go out and beat a certain time or beat somebody else, but we don't know what their training is. So you have to just go out and do your own fitness and just enjoy it. And what will be will be. And you'll actually surprise yourself. Like I've surprised myself even last week coming back from COVID and doing really well in the 10 miler against the odds with the wind and everything like that as well but yeah just go out and enjoy it we're just you're getting older just go and enjoy it life is too short to just go out and think oh, and be hard on yourself you've done the training just go and enjoy it the crowd will get you going the people running beside you will keep you going and yeah every now and then glance at it just to see obviously that you're not running three minute miles or something there Jared, like, well, Jan, you know, and, but Jan you're an extremely experienced runner you are wearing odd shoes it has to be said I don't know if you got I got dressed in the, the dark, dark. <laughs> do I trust the running advice from a woman I'm not a follower <laughs> so I am with my limited edition Nikes you know they you have to great, but I needed to put is... these pros under pressure they don't know who I am <laughs> they're, they're running scared now <laughs> Mo Farah didn't even turn up today he's petrified he's doing laps down on the canal <laughs> With all of that in my head, we sat and listened to the legend of Team GB, Joe Pavey, describe some of her favourite and most brutal sessions. And one coach in particular making the point that being an older runner can actually work to your advantage. Um, and just to go back to getting older and, and disadvantages, I think there's also an upside to being the older athlete. So younger athletes, they throw in a lot of energy and they, they don't train that smart. When you get older, you train smarter. You do what the coach says and not more. And um, it helps you to to become better in the race. So you have training champions and racing champions. And I think once you get older, you get better at being good in the race. That was just one of the many nuggets that we got from this seminar. It was really superb of James McElroy to organise it. And it did kind of send us off perfectly back to our hotels to let the athletes descend upon the city. I headed for Ballygally Castle, the turning point in the race where the runners would circle back and return along the coastline the following day. And it is a gorgeous hotel with a brutal past, built as a fortress to protect the Protestant community and keep the Catholics out. Was this an omen for tomorrow? I was trying not to think about it too much, to be totally honest. It had a fantastic restaurant, a ghost room and a jazz singer in the lounge. I could hear through the floor as I tried to go to sleep. He basically sang me a lullaby and off I went. It couldn't have been more perfect. I opened my eyes and race day was upon us. It was go time. Tina and I rocked up to the Larne Leisure Centre and race hub about 8am tiny bit early but just in time to meet team captain Ashling. it's my first time meeting Ashling de maison so weird little Ashling de maison <laughs> i had a hunch you'd be tiny <laughs> you were right <laughs> so weird meeting people you've not met I know, but it? no and how is the head you, you slept in a lovely airbnb overnight yeah how, yeah how's the head today 
Good, yeah. There was two really nice guys in the Airbnb, so I chatting away to them. They're from Scotland, and the lady had porridge and was taking care of me, and yeah, it was really nice. Yeah. You know that homey vibe, so it kind of helps. You know? Yeah, you seem very zen today. I'm much more antsy. Oh, really? Yeah. I think, yeah, sure, I have nothing to lose. I'm just going, going for it. Like, once I can find a loo beforehand, I'm good. Yeah, that's really I'm looking at a whole row of them over here and now's a good time to get into them before the real nerves kick in. There's even an emotional baggage tent you can drop your emotional baggage at. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's real baggage they're looking for, but I went over and told her some of my worries. Um, But I haven't met Neil. He's driving up at the moment, but we're going to meet a few people along the way. Ashling, thank you so much for everything. You've been amazing, Captain. Uh, You made an amazing video tribute to the whole thing and uh, that really was... (laughs) It's quite emotional watching that last night. Let's go out and give it a lash. Okay, I'm really looking forward to it, so we'll see each other on the finish line. Absolutely. Suddenly, Irish Man Abroad singlets started appearing from everywhere. You can hear the brass band in the background. Oh, the buzz is beginning because it's nearly warm-up time. The elite race has gone off. It's 9.30. I'm here with Ashling and Rojo, who everybody will know as Ronan Johns from the Strava group. The happiest man out there. (laughs) He is a very happy man. Uh, But is there nerves kicking in at all, guys? Yes and no. Uh, I got a really nice voice note from Jared last night, so that really kind of, I don't know, kicked me up the uh, hell. So... uh, because I was trying to figure out like what am I going to do pace-wise for today but I think I was going to give it a lash Yeah, you know hope for the best Yeah. what about you oh yeah definitely nervous like there's been a couple of runs now to the Portaloo already but you know that's what we want um, but look it's a good day we've had a good really chilled morning so and everyone's here you know the we're kind of the vibe is great isn't it energy. exactly yeah. the energy the energy around here this, the crack among the group here uh, I d- didn't think we could replicate Cove uh, but it kind of has the similar kind of vibe. Lauren is a very different town to Cove. Let's be totally honest. <laughs> it couldn't be more different. Slightly different, yeah. Yeah, but that is, that's part of the experience, isn't it? Going and seeing yes. strange, strange places and getting to run there. Now, the temperature and wind seems absolutely perfect. It feels about 17-ish degrees. There is a tiny breeze. You barely feel it. And that obviously could have been a killer here because you're right on the coast. It could have been battered one way and then blown home the other or vice versa, which would have been worse. You must feel a little bit better when you woke up this morning and saw the sun coming out. Definitely. And for me, it's not too hot at the moment. It's just perfect. So there's enough sun to keep us in a good mood, you know, but not enough sun that we won't be dying on the road. So, yeah, no, I'm happy out. Excuse you, we're recording a podcast here. Some local youngsters. (laughs) (laughs) The more people that gathered, the more I was just reminded that each member of this squad had their own story and battle to get here. Laura Hobbins initially reluctant to even submit an application for signing the squad due to back issues had made it. She was here, even though she'd had another scare during the week. Here with Laura Hobbins. This is uh, D-Day, Laura. A lot of, lot of training went into this. And as I said to you in the voice note last night, at different points, it sounded like you weren't going to get here. And some of this journey for you is that you really started out thinking this is a this is a stretch but here you are on the day yeah. despite all of that ready to go I know I was so nervous as I was saying like initially my back was fooked and uh, 
just didn't think I could do it and thankfully I'm over that and then lifted my baby last week and pulled the other side of my back and my first immediate thought isn't it terrible like not even about my baby it was more like <laughs> throw the baby the race. Yeah, yeah yeah and I was so nervous that I wouldn't get here but yeah. you know lots of drugs and Valium and diving up the ass and all of that stuff sorted me out and, and here I am shape, yeah. oh yeah fingers crossed like I mean I, I think now look it with 10 weeks of training in the bag we should all be just you know not cruise on this but you know yeah, well able well. to finish yeah. it that's the main thing yeah and I was saying earlier it's like as I say to my son it's like the only competition is yourself so like I'll have a time in my head I won't tell you right now but I'll have a time in my head and if I don't beat that time I'll be disappointed but like I'll still be delighted that we're all here together it's an amazing course the wind doesn't seem too too bad the conditions are good so fingers crossed for all of us so my plan is to record the start line and at each water station and then at the end uh, and there's a part of me Are that thinks I'm going to take Sonia's advice of walking through no, the water station. Absolutely not. Absolutely <laughs> no not. No way. Sorry, not Sonia. The... I like amazing runner. Clearly, and knows loads of more things than me. But I don't know. If you have a time in your head, would you not just go for it? Yeah, there is a part of me that thinks that the stop though might benefit you and that you know, recharge those legs in just 15 to 30 seconds yeah not for you not Laura. for me it's not gonna happen <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> definitely not but listen you know you have a an amazing coach telling you what's what well, so we you all listen do. to her and don't listen to me but yeah, well i know i don't think she's enforcing it but i just there's two things that she said that really stuck in people's heads that was walking through the walk sta- the water stations and the other was a five minute warm up pre-race yeah and what you know I, I know I would have always been guilty of probably doing more than that I'd have been he- heading for the hills now doing at least two or three K like slow pace yeah, yeah. but five minutes I was like really but then I suppose <laughs> you know what you could take the first couple of k's your warm-up if you wanted sure to enough. you know what i mean yeah. but it's That's just more what like thinking. what kind of time do you have in your head and you don't do you use up any of the battery though That's the thing. yeah no and obviously like she's 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 the expert the more this gang gathered together the more it started to feel like this could be done because i'd just been so nervous all week i was a nervous wreck when the day arrived i I was delighted to see Captain Neil Fusco rocking up in full battle gear. And I don't know if it was the LucasAid talking, but I started to believe in that moment. Neil Fusco, Captain Neil Fusco just rocked up in full singlet, shorts, super shoes, shin protectors, shades, sweatbands, the whole lot. He's ready to go one hour before the race. And a lot of Asli. And a lot of Asli. (laughs) <laughs> nipple protectors are on <laughs> engaged uh, Neil so good to see you we've come here we've done it uh, the, as you say the work's done uh, you must be must be buzzing are you yeah really excited now just kind of seeing everyone it's kind of like just kind of humbling along and then kind of see everyone it's like oh cool this is great yeah, getting all hyper now yeah. all these people that we've not seen in person this, yeah like, like names to faces I just never seen these people before it's great got little strap icons kind of trying to squint <laughs> if you can make them out well everyone keeps saying that the weather is perfect but we kind of can't put into words exactly how perfect it is because it's got this lovely cool breeze a bit of sun not too much sun it's nearly like it's enough been sun scripted. that you can excuse wearing your sunglasses you know, yeah because you want to wear exactly how much of a difference do you think that makes to you today when you know you're a man who had 130 very much in his eye line and I'd imagine there's a tiny bit of you that 
when you see these conditions goes mm, still on ah uh, no Australian bit of me goes ah feck like I, I'm I'm written into my 22 my, my, got written on the arm here my, my 5k splits so I'm going to aim for yeah, 133 okay. so like yeah, very if, nice if I went, if went for 130 I'd probably walk the last 5 kilometers yeah. Yeah. Chapters. very very reasonable very very smart and mature now asking a few people about this 5 minute warm up that Sonia recommended are you going to do 5 minutes um, I don't know what we yeah, five minutes, maybe, maybe a bit more. I don't know, maybe but easy, very, very easy. Just kind of make sure we get the body moving and uh, <clears throat> the elite race whipped by. You'll hear it in the background here. And the only squad member from Paris landed in, Connor Mooney. We're kind of all about to head over and do our warm up, our five minute warm up. <laughs> uh, Connor Mooney is here from. Um, Paris, if training in Paris in the hottest, hottest weather imaginable, it must be a joy to come out here now and feel that cool breeze. Oh, it's absolute bliss having the sea breeze and sub 20 degree temperatures. It's, I, I never appreciated Irish weather so much, so it's great to be here. Thank man, you. It's fantastic to have you along. Great to see the singlet out. You're kind of the last man I'm talking to before we head off here because the people can hear the elites running by now. It's gone 10 o'clock. It really is close to game time now. Any nerves? Slight, yeah, surprisingly so. Normally I just get up and go and go for a run, but this morning it's a bit, bit of a longer kind of lead-in. So, yeah, a little bit, but once we get going... Yeah, I love getting a round of applause, and hearing these rounds of applause, I feel like that will take the nerves away. Yeah, exactly, so we'll just soak up the atmosphere and bring it on. Jack Ryan, Mark O'Dwyer, Louise Shorten all appeared just in time for the five-minute warm-up. And we even had a member from Tokyo arrive in time. Did it take him longer to get there from Japan than it took Pete Howie, Shane Myler and Terry, who listeners will know from the Cove 10 episode? They had an epic journey up from Cork. What about this journey that you took up here in the camper van with Terry from Cove? Sounded like an absolute beast of a journey. Eight hours these fellas drove from Cove in. Was it, uh, was it as nightmarish as it sounds? Well, of a non-disclosure, I can't discuss what went on in the camper van, <laughs> all right, Jar, but um, we had an absolute ball coming up. We, we decided to take every back road from, uh, I, I think, you know, just possible. Uh, we were behind tractors, we were behind bikes, mopeds, push bikes. Um, but, you know, it was all part of the experience. We hit the, we hit the road at nine o'clock yesterday and we went for a, a small stretch of the legs at about five o'clock on the course, just to make sure it's up. I'd say you were wrecked. Yeah, we definitely got a good night's sleep last night, got the head down, um, but just more stiff than anything, got that out of the system yeah. this morning and uh, just absolutely raring to go Fantastic. now. You know, look, good luck with that man. I find hanging around makes you nervous. It certainly makes me nervous. Coach Tina brought me over to the car to calm the head and remind me of the most important thing. Right, the tracksuit's off. The elites have gone by. Everybody's gone to bag drop. Just myself and Tina here at the car. And uh, did you expect me to be this nervous, Tina? I am shocked. I really wasn't expecting you to be this nervous. And uh, my heart goes out to you. I don't even know why I'm nervous. Well, I know why you're nervous. You've never done this before. Yeah, yeah. that's probably it. <laughs> but what's amazing is all the people here who've come to be part of the Irishman Running Squad are just incredible people. They're and such nice people. And they're so excited and shocked that Charlotte's nervous too. <laughs> <laughs> Look, yeah, the only thing to do is to get to it. I mean, sometimes it's the hanging around yeah, that makes you nervous. Yeah, we have been hanging around all We've been here since 8 o'clock, so I'm going to slap on a little bit of ProDlide to stop the chafing and get going on this five-minute warm-up. 
And then, in a flash, we were in our pens, and what looked like a rocket went into the air. I just saw a flare go into the air. The RNLI lifeboat have launched a flare into the air, and that is the start of the race. I am tucked in behind the 145 uh, pacemaker. You can feel the nerves. Here we go, lads. This is it. The Antrim Coast Half Marathon. We are off and running. And here they are. Neil and Ashling, our team captains. Let's talk. Hello. <laughs> Hello. We have a lot to talk about. Here to tell the tale. So you know now, the big <laughs> reveal is over. That they both survived the race. So Anya O'Sullivan is here as well. And we're going to talk all about this race. And to start with, Sonia, we're going to get into the the beginning. Uh, your your hometown race, Sonia, in Cove, has one of the most luxurious beginnings. And if people remember the last Sights and Sounds episode, you run that first 2K in Cove and you really do start to think anything is possible. You warned us all about getting into that headspace early doors. But how important is the start of a race to a uh, half marathon? Because I'd imagine it can define what's about to happen. Yeah, well, I suppose the thing is, the start, you want to feel good and you want to get comfortable. And when you're saying that there, I'm, I'm also thinking of the Great North Run. So you're probably thinking, why didn't we go to the Great North Run? <laughs> the first few miles of that is like all downhill. <laughs> really? Really? And it's like, yeah, you just like fly down there. I mean, eventually you have to pay for it. There's a few uphills along the way. But um, yeah, it sounds like you had a bit of a rough start there with the well, ja- undulation, yeah, I suppose, well, at James the start. Yeah, uh, Ashling and Neil, James did forewarn us that the first seven kilometres was the was the climb, right? Mm. <laughs> but he didn't tell us was you were going to have to do it on the way back as well, uh, yeah. because it is an out and back job. Ashling, first of all, tell us how your opening was to it, because... If anyone set off at the exact right pace, I think it was you. Yeah, I think the team really saved me on that one. Like I was talking to Laura beforehand and she she told me when it was a good time to take a gel. So I took a gel beforehand mm. and that really helped, actually. And then there was a couple of us in Pen 4 and we were all chatting to each other as we started. So Lovely. it kind of kept me back and um, I was really kind of feeling you know, don't go too fast, don't go too fast, you're going to regret it. So it was in my head and all of the previous um, episodes of not going out too fast just stuck in my head, even though I felt like going. Mm. So uh, the the team saved me um, on that one. And then when it felt right, I went out. Yeah, I mean, uh, this has to be, you know, the central focus, Sonia, for today's show is what you've spoken about so many times, and that's the power of the community in running, which is so ironic when you consider that our podcast and this show began in isolation with the mantra run together while we're apart. And yet over this weekend, the power of this group and coming together to run was uh, exhibited to everybody. Everybody experienced it one to one. You know, did you... uh, I mean, there had to be a little bit of you, Sonia, that was gutted not to be there. Um, yeah, I, I, I mean, when I saw everybody getting together and meeting up and all the pictures and everything, I definitely was feeling like, you know, I wish I, I could have been there. You know, why did this not align with the stars? <laughs> and stuff like that. But 
you know, I think that once you make your mind, once you your mind made up that you're doing something or not doing something, then mm. it's very easy to just kind of, I suppose you, you, you compartmentalize it a bit. Yeah. So I think then you focus on what you are doing rather than what you're not doing. And so I'm very easy to, I don't, I don't get FOMO oh, at okay. all about <laughs> <Right>. things <laughs> because you know, you're all, the only reason I'm not doing something is because I'm doing something else. Mm. And I think when that's the situation, then I think, you know, it doesn't affect you as much as if you're missing something and you're not doing anything else. I mean, you see, son, you've got such a weird mystique about you that <laughs> there was a part of people that thought she's going to appear. <laughs> we'll be on the final bench and there she will be in her union jacket going, you can do it, guys. And boy, oh boy, when we talk about the second half of this race, uh, we could have done with you out there, son. <laughs> Let's be totally honest. But I do want to get to Neil. Uh, because let's be straight about this, Neil. You, of all the runners in the entire squad that took part in this Antrim Coast Half Marathon, had possibly the most dramatic and traumatic beginning to this race. Take us through it. Yeah, so I started, I was. I revised my times and my, my splits written down in my arm. I was going to try and do 22 minutes uh, from 5Ks, which is 4.24. I pulled back three minutes from my initial target of 1.30. So aim for 133 and um, headed out behind the 130 pacemaker and let him let him go off, but kind of, kind of use him to judge my pace a little bit. Mm. And it felt great. I was cruising along. Everything felt perfect. First kilometer was a little bit too fast. But then like as a second kilometer, I was like 20 seconds, maybe 15 seconds too fast. I kind of got a bit confident. I got my pace right. And in that first two kilometers, there was so much undulation that my uh, heart rate got up too high. And suddenly from once kilometers three kicked in, I was in a world first. Uh, just felt like, I felt like as, as in a, the end of a 5K race. Like, oh, wow. <laughs> from kilometer three on, it felt like I was like doing that last 500 meters of a race. And I was like, oh shit, this is, this is, this is a, this is a problem. And so you the, were the, looking the, down at your watch and seeing a, a 180 heart rate going. This I, I was purposely not, not the plan. I was purposely not looking at my watch. I was, uh, I just, I checked the splits when they beeped every one kilometer. But um, I was purposely not because I just realized this is uh, if I see my heart rate, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to get a bad surprise here. So I'm not going to look at the heart rate. I know it's I know it's high, but my body pulled me back to four thirties around that point, and they, but they felt a lot faster, mm. and I was just getting worse and worse. And then a little bit later, my calf, I just saw my calf for a second. It's like oh no 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 no, just just ignore it. But then it just started to tighten up. Uh, must have been about just one or two kilometers later as, as, the, as the road smoothed out and we said like oh this should be a nice was easier and hadn't back my head oh after seven kilometers the hills are gone but once then I get to seven kilometers this hill you're going up the hills and my foot started to get pins and needles and I was just thinking I can't do this like I, I, I'm not going to be able to hold on I, oh. my heart's about to come out of my throat my calf is completely tight I can't I've got, all I can feel is pins and needles in my foot I don't know I, uh, and just this swarm of people passing me by in my in the past, I've probably pay, I've been very good at pacing my races, or I've I've often arrived to races late. So I'm with people who be slower than me, so it's kind of a nice feeling of passing people, which gives you kind of nice positive energy. But as I was getting past me, it just really kind of just sucked my energy. And Whoa. eventually, I was like, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to pull the pin. But then, like I was, as like, in so, pull out of the race completely. Yeah, yeah I, was, I was trying to figure out like, how, how what kind of excuse can I pull? <laughs> 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 to pull out, or what kind of excuse? 
I listened to this excuse in my head going, ah, that's a shit excuse. Like, I, that one's flies. I have to think of another one. So I'm going for another two kilometers. But then my calf started got so sore, I had to just stop and um, stretch it out. Wow. Well, Neil, uh, pause it there because uh, yeah. if ever there's a cliffhanger, <laughs> this is it. Sonia, myself, <laughs> Ashling, and Neil are going to go through the second half of this race, how Neil gets out of this bind that he's in, because I don't know about you, Ash, but I would have said that's that's the race. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. If I'm feeling <laughs> pins and needles in my foot, I go. <laughs> Sonia, would you? Do you feel pins and needles in your foot? I have a feeling your answer is going to be different to mine. <laughs> uh, no, you still you probably just have to kind of calm yourself a little bit and try and take yourself stop thinking about the issue and think about something else mm. so yeah you have to think about a different pain well, this <laughs> is, <laughs> yeah, find some nettles find, 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 another, find another pain that can like sort you out <laughs> the lifeboat was a good distraction but everything else was hurting so it was yeah i, mean, I think <laughs> that's that's good. The, the, my shoulders they, they're sore on my hip that's sore on my, on my glutes that's sore <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you think maybe it was from driving up in the car that morning maybe but thankfully my legend of a dad drove me so he, right. uh, yeah. I got to stretch my legs but it still wasn't great in the car but I, I just I undercooked the, the warm up oh, I was kind of just so excited meeting everyone controversial and then, five minute warm up Sonia <laughs> 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 it came up many times in the first part of the show uh, but that is uh, that that is the ba- the roll of the dice. I mean, Laura Hobbins said you're the expert, Sonia. Maybe we were meant to use the first two kilometers as part of our warm up. Uh, but we've got to leave it there for the first half of the show. If you want to hear what happens next, if you want to hear the rest of this, more sights and sounds from Larne in the Antrim Coast Half Marathon, there's only one way to do it. Come on over to patreon.com forward slash Irishmanabroad. Get access to all of our episodes from the past nine years. The full half marathon plan from Sonia O'Sullivan is now available there for you to own. Just come on over for a fiver a month. You're off and running and you can access everything we've produced. It's on patreon.com forward slash Irishman abroad. One of the keys to like maintaining your brain mass is pushing past that comfortable zone physically, you know, exercise wise. Imagine, you know, a world where everybody could go out the door and engage in the kind of exercise that's going to make them more relaxed, more healthy, burn off stress.